0: Looking at players with one year left on their contract, who's staying, who the Texans could move on from, and who potentially can get cut during training camp on today's Locked On Texan podcast, we look at this Texans roster.
1: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everybody to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, sporting the fro (laughs) for today, joined by none other than Cody Davis, here as we discuss the Texans roster as we talked about in the opening of the show. Cody, we look at this roster and there's a bunch of guys that are on one year contract deals with the Houston Texans or have one year remaining on their contract from a you know the previous signing that Houston has highlighted by Kamu Grugier Hill, Pharaoh Brown, Ugbo Okoronkwo, a player that was signed during free agency this offseason, Jordan Jenkins, Rasheen Grant. So Houston has a few players that are you know one year type of guys, which that's been a trend for them the past several years. And I think it's important that we discuss who's on this roster that says, you know what, it makes sense for Houston to move on from them after this season based off what we were able to see up until this point. And then on the flip side, look at players that Houston should 100% consider bringing back. And for me, the two players that I will look at to not return after this season is D.N., Jordan Jenkins, and linebacker Kamu Gruzier hill I think the depth chart for the defensive end position is kind of interesting right now. Unkwo Oronkwo Rasheen Grant two players that Houston signed uh, in the free agency this offseason that I really believe could possibly be much more productive than what we saw out of Jordan Jenkins last season, especially when I look at a a Grant. And then Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes. Those are four offseason additions at that position for a player. When you look at a Jordan Jenkins that was very – underwhelming last season. In favor and fairness to Jenkins, things were a little rocky last season, I get it, but Houston did address that in this year's free agency and didn't decide to do that in the draft. So I believe that there's some linebackers or edge rushers or defensive ends coming out next season that Houston really might want to look at. Also, Adeo Adwele, he's a project prospect, born in Nigeria, played in the European League, had 34 total tackles, 14 tackles for loss. 17, seven sacks in eight games last season. One of those project players that could be very interesting for Houston. Not sure. Does stand at 6'5", 250 pounds. Who's was a big guy. What works in Jenkins' favor, I think, is the fact that he was signed by Casario last offseason. More stability on the defensive side of the ball. I can see Jenkins having a good camp. But we're also looking at this position as a position most people wanted Houston to address in the draft, and they didn't, like I mentioned when you look at next year's draft, you have Will Anderson out of Alabama coming out, Miles Murphy, and Nolan Smith. And when I look at what Houston has on the roster right now, I just think he may be the odd man out. As far as Kamu Gugier-Hill being out after this season, I think it depends on the growth and development of Christian Harris and Garrett Wallow, two former DBs playing linebackers with the ability to drop back and cover and make a play on the ball. And I think that Kamu was in a position – where we can just see him get phased out maybe towards the end of the year. This uh, coaching staff has spoken highly about Gary Wallow. They've spoken highly about Christian Harris. And I think Wallow is a Casario guy. Like, he's one of those guys I I need to make sure that my guy gets on the field by any means possible. So, hmm. Kevin Pierre-Lewis is an honorable mention for a player that I can see Houston cutting and moving on from during training camp. Hmm. Um, Before I
1: give my guys, John, I do want to revisit Jordan Jenkins. I'm not trying to turn this into a debate, but I think Jordan Jenkins have possibly the best opportunity to return for the Houston Texans because you mentioned, you know, in fairness to him and in favor to him. He went through a lot last season you know it was his first year playing in his hometown here in the city of houston but it was an injury plague season and towards the end of last season right when he started getting healthy um i can't remember if one of his family members actually passed away or they, or they got really ill he had a lot of family issues going on so i, I do want I, I pointed that out because Throughout all of that, Jordan Jenkins was still somewhat of a productive player for the Texans when you take a look at what he was able to provide to that defensive line. You're talking about a guy who finished a year with two and a half sacks, five quarterback hits. I think if he has an opportunity to get a full season under his belt, under his belt plus I do want to mention he's been looking pretty good throughout voluntary OTAs and minicamp, which once again, that was before the pass came on. I think Jordan Jenkins has probably the best chance of proving everyone wrong and saying, you know what, I'm here for the long term. However, John, one guy that I do not feel is in the same situation as Jenkins is a guy that I was actually surprised that Nick Asirio and the Houston Texans brought back. And this goes back to something you and I have been playing around with even before we started Locked On Texans about how the NFL should let the draft come before free agency. And I say that because Chris Conley, (laughs) I do not see him being a part of this organization beyond the 2022 season. Not only that, I would not be surprised if the Houston Texans cut ties with him heading into the season, which means he's losing his spot during training camp. We talked about this here a lot on Locked On Texans. That wide receiving core is extremely deep. Plus, last year, I don't know if it's because you and I was trying to just reach for something positive to talk about, but... Remember when the Texans first signed him, we all thought that Conley was going to take the helm as this team's number one, number two wide receiver. But now we are all expecting Nico Collins to take this big step. Plus, even though John Metchie is not going to come out the gates and be the top tier wide receiver, we all expect him to become in the future. He still is going to give this organization more than what Chris Conley is going to be able to do so. And when I take a look at what Conley did last year, you're talking about a guy who played in 16 games and recorded only 323 yards, third on the team. However, just to give you guys an idea of how inefficient Conley was last season, Danny Amendola, a guy who played in half the games, then Chris Conley, recorded a total of 248 yards. So you telling me a guy who played in 16 games, only only recorded 75 more receiving yards than a guy who only played in eight games john i'm sorry i do not see chris conley returning to this organization if he makes it beyond training camp good for him but at the end of the 2022 season i do believe they're going to cut ties with him as an honorable mention we talked about this last week i still believe it's a long shot that they cut him however Rex Burkhead, there's no need for him to be a part of this organization anymore. I get it. I understand it. He's a veteran guy who can bring some leadership, more leadership to this organization. However, when you have guys like Marlon Mack and Damian Pierce, who I believe is going to really improve this Texans backfield, and, and, and in addition to the offensive line, I don't see a situation where you're going to have Rex Burkhead be a part of this organization moving
0: forward. And I want to point out two interesting things for both points. Uh, especially when I look at the wide receiver uh, depth chart, I think the reason why we're picking some of these players like Chris Conley is because there are other players in your position room that's going to make it tough on you. A uh, Philip Dorsett who just hmm. came in and made it, you know, made some good catches, made some good plays during camp and practices, and he's gaining that trust with those reps with Davis Mills. Also, Chris Moore, who had a, you know. Kind of the same type of really? season Chris Conley did last season. season. <laughs> and and, and you, now you look at it, what makes more sense? Bring it back. Spending money on Chris Conley or spending money on Chris Moore. And also I would look at for Houston, uh, Drew Estrada as one of those small, shifty wide receivers, kind of can play like Danny Amendola. Maybe he does more throughout the offseason in training camp once that starts in July and throughout preseason whenever he gets some reps to prove that he should be on this roster. It's just kind of difficult. And for the defensive side of the ball, whether it's Kamu Kusie hill Jordan Jenkins, I, I look at it and I see that we are discussing positions that Houston really brought a lot of players into field on the, uh, excuse me, depth chart there. So, again, for Jordan Jenkins, they signed several players in the offseason. And I get it, last season was not favorable in terms of the ideal situation, but it's not a coincidence when we look at uh, Oko getting drafted, uh, being signed in the offseason, Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, Rasheen Green. Those are players that are going to potentially take away your snaps. And again, with there being so many players in that position, what are you going to do to separate yourself? That's why training camp is so important. That's why our preseason is so important, because now what are these players going to do that they're going to have to make hard choices in the front office making cuts? What are you going to do to separate yourself? And I think that's going to be very interesting to see from a Chris Conley, from a Jordan Jenkins, from a Carmel Gugier Hill, from all of these players. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have access with computers at home to rockauto.com and in your pocket. Save time and money when shopping and choosing Rock Auto. You do not have to spend a lot of that money. Why choose to spend 50, even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership where you can order it from rock auto and again save that money all rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on texans in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you their way amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com
1: welcome in ladies and gentlemen to this latest installment of locked on texans and in the first segment we talked about players on one-year contracts who we believe the houston texans will cut ties with sooner rather than later and in the second segment i actually want us to take a look at players on a one-year contract who actually has an opportunity to prove their worth throughout training camp this offseason, in hopes of extending their career here in the city of houston beyond the 2022 season and john the first guy that i really want to take a look at is a guy that you actually mentioned when i looked at chris conley on the possibility of the texans moving on from him and the guy that i'm actually looking at that i do believe has a really good chance of extending his career here in houston is chris moore you said something very interesting between those two guys who let's Be real, or in the same boat, what is going to elevate Moore over Conley, or what is going to elevate Conley over Moore? When I take a look at Chris Moore, I like to consider him, if not the biggest surprise of 2021, one of the biggest surprises in 2021. Because remember, this is a guy going into last training camp, got cut. They came back and brought him on a practice squad. He was elevated to the roster i believe week five against the new new england patriots if i'm not mistaken he went five for five caught a touchdown and recorded i believe 110 yards and he actually was a really good contributor to this organization especially on the offensive side of the ball however the biggest factor in terms of what is going to separate him over conley is the fact him and Davis Mills, they're already on, this, on the same accord. And what make that even more important, when you take a look at Davis Mills, what is one of the things we always talk about we want to see him improve? Stop targeting Brandon Cook so much. When you look at what who might have been his second favorite target last season, without a doubt, it was Chris Moore. Moore has spent damn near the entire offseason working out with Davis Mills, so I think that chemistry and camaraderie is going to be 10 times better for this organization, plus you're looking at a wide receiver who can play both on the outside and in the slot, and with an offensive coordinator like Pep Hamilton, I do believe that we're going to see a career year out of Chris Moore for this upcoming season.
0: You know, I think this I'm, career year is hard to say, but I can see you know him being one of those players after the season is over, that Houston just really likes. You know, he comes Mm -hmm. in and he's going to fit the mold of what Houston is, you know, building right now. He's coming in, doing his job, doesn't complain. Whenever he gets his targets, he gets his targets. Whatever aspect or area of the game, we need him to help him on. Yay. Uh, Moore is right there to help us out. And he could be one of those players, again, that may get an extension throughout the year, depending on how the circumstances are going, kind of like a – uh, Rex Burkhead, but I would also like to look at Tavier Thomas. Listen, mm. if there was only one game where Thomas allowed over 50 yards on his head. Uh and, and I think what he's able to do in both man and zone coverage, two interceptions last season, but what he's able to do in both man and zone and cover man and zone coverage, excuse me, he's versatile for Houston in terms of if they need to approach things differently schematically against opposing offenses where you have a cornerback that can, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of good either or. And remember, I think that plays a big part into why they drafted Derek Stingley. We'll see how mm. that works out, how he fits in man coverage, when he's going to follow whoever the best receiver is on the opposing offenses and how he, how he does his zone coverage. When you just need to play your zone. So, you, you have a player who played very good for you last season, a diamond in the rough. I think he'll be returning back after next season. And Rasheen Green signed out of Seattle. Oh, he's on that one year deal. Houston likes him. Six and a half <laughs> sacks last season. Excuse me, long and athletic. Ideally, I think he should be starting alongside, opposite side of Jonathan Grenard. Uh, and I do think he will be more of the player that Houston rotates in and out with depending on the situation mario addison is now in houston Jerry Hughes is now in houston again uncle one signing in the offseason these are four guys that houston brought in during the offseason of the four i do look at green as the one defensive end that i think houston should you know allow to have more of the primary role on the opposite side of jonathan Gennard.
1: Before moving on, I think the biggest wow factor in terms of a guy who might have the biggest opportunity to extend his career here in Houston or get cut rather than be going into the season or after next season is Pharaoh Brown. The guy who literally said his number one goal for this upcoming season is to be an all-pro tight end. And, John, the reason why I feel like he is the biggest wild card factor and it could go either way with him is because he's going into his third season with this organization. And we have seen both the good in Farrell Brown and we have also seen the bad in Farrell Brown. And it seems like rather, if it's the good, we, we are giving him a pass because is he really that good of a tight end especially as a pass catcher but you also got to consider well damn he was playing playing with Deshaun Watson who was by far a top five quarterback in the league at that time and then when you take a look at the struggles that he went through last year when he was away from Deshaun Watson then it's like well damn look what what look what Tim Kelly did and of course we talked about this a lot here on Locked On Texans like the man was being utilized as a as as a, as a blocker but he's not a blocking tight end he is a pass catching tight end
0: and so when uh, you look at that year feral brown had which so one with deshaun washington you throw sugar on grits, everything gonna be sweet <laughs> that that's what i'm saying so, so that that's
1: why when I when I take a look at his future here in Houston, I think it it can go either way because not only does he have a quarterback in Davis Mills, and no, I'm not saying Davis Mills is going to be the going to be on the level of Deshaun Watson was in 2020, but he has a stable quarterback, he has a better play caller, you have better coaches, you have better player around you. I'm expecting Pharaoh Brown to have a good season, and I'm pretty sure the organization is as well. However, if we see more of the Pharaoh Brown that we saw last year. There's no way the Texans bring him back.
0: Well, and let's be honest. Farrell Brown year that he had with Deshaun Watson again, you throw some sugar <laughs> on the grits, it's going to be sweet. You were playing with arguably a top three quarterback in the league that year, and you would the, those numbers were not eye-popping numbers. Those were not, wow, did we just find something that nobody in the league found, and now he needs to – That's remember when Jimmy Graham came out of nowhere – like Mm -hmm. he's good but oh he is really good he didn't have that type of year with deshaun watson and after that year you decline he's a player that again depth chart right last season the tight end depth chart there was an unknown factor about brevin jordan in a sense because he was in a first round graded talent so you know tight ends later in the draft well who is he he's a you know kind of an unknown man out of miami the depth chart this year I think is a little bit more competitive compared to last season. Last season, you look at the depth chart, he was able to win it out in training camp and preseason based off what I think they saw out of him last year, and they had those same expectations. But with the inconsistency of quarterback and play calling, just mm-hmm. didn't work out. But also, the tight end group wasn't as spectacular in the sense or didn't have as much talent as they do now. Second-year Brevin Jordan, they drafted Tegan uh, uh, and they obviously like him. You know, you get later in that draft, you kind of stick to those players that are on your draft board that you really like, and they must have really liked him. So now you have four tight ends on this roster. Pharaoh Brown, what are you doing to separate yourself from Brevin Jordan? That's the first question. Now what are you doing for this franchise to pick you over a player that they drafted, that they really liked later in the draft when they could have probably addressed a need, maybe look at the defensive end position or maybe, you know, another defensive tackle or maybe you look at a center that they chose not to draft as well. So, Farrell, what are you doing now for you to separate yourself and beat out this rookie tight end? This will be a very interesting battle at training camp, not because these are star-studded players, but because who's going to really beat out who and how they're going to do so. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And with BetOnline.net, they continue to remain the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Find out all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because Online is worth the game. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our NFL national experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action Just a quick update, Deshaun Watson's hearing will continue throughout today on Wednesday. So right now, the entire NFL world is still awaiting news on whether or not Deshaun Watson will be suspended, how long will it be indefinite or not, and how the Cleveland Browns will be proceeding moving on throughout the season. Uh, The worst that happens to them the better that happens to the houston texans
1: and of course that is one of if not the biggest news in sports as of right now i'm at the point now nah, i just want to know john what's the biggest news in sports right now the foolishness that's going on in brooklyn and Kyrie irvin or this the watson situation <laughs> uh I, you know his down but which by watson. the way you no, know, which by the way the collapse in brooklyn also affects what goes on in houston as well but, uh, you know, I just wanted to throw that in because, my God, the situation in Brooklyn is just so crazy. But, you know, second segment, we talked about Pharaoh Brown. And, John, you made a really good point on, you know, his toughest competition that's definitely going to decide whether or not he comes back beyond the 2022 season is the competition between him and Bourvin Jordan. However, John, when we extend this, beyond bourbon jordan and take a look at the rest of the tight end group is there another tight end that could possibly challenge pharaoh brown for his position because i mean as right now as we sit here on june 29 2022 i'm sitting here and i'm looking at this tight end position and we can already consider pharaoh brown the number two, arguably number one option at that position. However, this tight end group, there's what? One, two, three, four, five. About six to seven tight ends. I I don't know if there's another tight end that's going to be able to push him out of not just the rotation, but push him out to the point where we're sitting here talking about breaking news. The Houston Texans have cut ties with Brown.
0: Yeah, so I, I first I would like to say when I look at the tight end group, the expectation for Brevin Jordan, who as of right now is listed as the tight end number one on this depth chart, mm-hmm. the one word that I would place on him is upside. The upside of Brevin Jordan being a effective vertical tight end. And let's talk about what would be positive for him this year right? You're playing alongside, and presumably you will be the tight end number one on this roster. You're playing alongside Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, Philip Dorsett, Chris Conley. Uh, You look at the backfield, Marlon Mack and Damian Pierce, and now with Davis Mills at quarterback, maybe this season is a little bit more grounded for this offseason, and there's more consistency for Brevin Jordan. What does success look like? And I think for a second year, tight end, that could still be possibly finding his way on this offense, trying to figure out how he can be effective. You know, I could look at between three to 400 yards with four touchdowns. Those numbers don't seem eye-popping, but understand this. Where does he fall in line as a player? You got to get the ball to on this offense, right? You look at the uh, Oakland Raiders. I'm sorry, the Vegas Raiders. Waller at tight end before they traded for Devontae Adams. He is the number one guy on that offense that you got to get the ball to. Those years with Grunk, right? Kyle Pitts in Atlanta going into year two. He's another example of – he's a player that you prioritize on that offense to get the ball. For Brevin Jordan, if he can go out and get between 300 to 400 receiving yards and four touchdowns, where he is not going to be, as of right now, the number one guy on that offense, that looks like success. For, For Farrell Brown, you're old. $3.5 million this year, Houston may move on for you so they won't have to pay the entire uh, amount of your salary because it's just not worth it. So, again, for him, your upside is now proving to Houston that your veteran leadership in their locker room matters, that what you can bring out on the field matters, and that this rookie who you guys obviously like, like I mentioned, He's not ready to play at the level right now, let me help bring him along slowly but surely, and then I can give it to you all this year. Again, training camp and preseason is important for Farrell Brown. I think it's important for the entire tight end position group because we, as much as we like Brevin Jordan, who's to say that Pep and Lovey isn't looking at a veteran presence on, a, on, on that tight end in that tight end group, excuse me, to start the year off? Training camp is important for all of these guys, and I think it's we, we should not downplay how important this tight end position group can be for Houston and how important coaching is going to be for this group. I'm Johnson from Sports Guy Hickman. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Make sure you're following on Twitter at Texans. Like, comment, subscribe, share, tell your friend, to tell your grandmother to tear her side chick at the workhouse. <laughs> Just tell everybody. <laughs> follow us and subscribe on youtube and locked on Texans.
1: and as always i'm your host cody davis please remember to follow me on twitter at cody davis underscore 24. once again that's cody c-o-t-y d-a-v-i-s underscore 24. until next time ladies and gentlemen peace